Hi and welcome to Nuance Podcast with Logan and Yuja, where we seek to develop a space of vitality for nuanced discussion about fundamental principles of human connection. Our message is to think of and for yourself, to accept others and their thoughts, and to empower each other. Follow us as we follow our curiosity and enjoy the episode. A quick note before we get into the episode. We are so excited to announce that Nuance Podcast now has an official YouTube and Rumble channel. So you'll be able to see our pretty faces as we deliver this content to you. So if you want to see the visual, check it out. All right, The links for those will be in the show notes. So like, comment, subscribe if you enjoy what we do and get in touch with us as well. We would love to hear your thoughts and get in on the conversation. So without further ado, enjoy the episode. You had a monumental moment at the start of this week. I did. That was really empowering. Can you shed some light on that? So I I wouldn't call it a identity crisis, but that's certainly what it felt like. So I asked the question, who am I? I'd been doing a lot of soul searching for a few years now. It's been maybe like seven years of self-discovery and figuring myself out but there was something about the start of this week that I needed to I needed to sit down and just listen to what was kind of going on internally where did this come from um well we have I don't know I think um what do you mean like Like what prompted you to ask that question in the first place yeah um, I'm not sure I can't even remember. I can just remember having this, like, I literally, my eyes were, like, bulging. And I was like, oh, my gosh, who am I? Who is Yuja? Who? And I was was actually having a bit of a breakdown. But I grounded myself during the process. Maybe we should provide a little bit of context then. Sure. So that we did actually do a recording for last week to post uh, episode 15 last week, but we also had some technical difficulties and it was a really good conversation that we had, but we lost the audio for it essentially. So we mm. weren't able to post it. Yeah. Um, we were also at a point where we were doing a lot of experimenting with sort of ideas and, and what we wanted to do going forward with the NAD here and with Nuance Podcast as well. Yeah. And so we to- toying around with all that, we started having ideas about how we can create something from the ground up going going forward from here. And so not rely on a NAD here just being purely a theatre service yeah. um, that you provide for people. There's and a lot more than that. Yeah, like sort of what it's actually about, um, how that is linked to the podcast and just any other sort of service we want to provide, any other way we want to be creative. Yeah. Um, we really went through that last weekend. And I think that kind of put us in a bit of a, uh, it, it kind of spun us around a little bit when it came to sort of our long-term goals and our, even our short-term planning for yeah. what we're kind of going to do. So it kind of made us stop and assess a little bit more um, mm-hmm. what we were doing and why, mm-hmm. and if we had time frames or anything, anything like that to go by. And so I think we were already in that space then of we were make- openness and yeah. a, like attempting to create something. Because we were, I think we were, putting too much energy into creating and thinking thinking that we had to keep doing, 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 keep recording, keep uh, just every single day doing something, posting, instead of actually stepping back and seeing the bigger picture and what we're working toward and just honing in on, okay, what is going to ground me in each step of the way? And then when I started to think that way, 
I began to think about what did ground me and I couldn't really find anything. There wasn't anything that I was really certain of. So I started, yeah. You were reading that book, right? Yeah. Did, um, so didn't that the also, length, yeah, the, yeah, that also prompted this too. I it? began reading that. Yeah. Um, so, the, what, sorry, what's, what's the book? The Language of Emotions by Carla McLaren. 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 Oh, my God. She, <laughs> um, been brilliant book. She, it was so funny because every time, I, every chapter I go through and every emotion that she's talking about, I actually had to, I went through that emotion and I was feeling it and when she speaks about emotions she talks about them flowing in and out of your life naturally that's just what they do it's part of life there is no emotion that you need to um that we need to suppress or to avoid or to you know sometimes like don't feel angry or don't feel that just tucks it away somewhere else deeper in our subconscious and unconscious minds so we don't get to deal with it until maybe later something pops up and then we have an outburst and then we can't understand it and then we go through this whole <laughs> you know, um, identity crisis, which I I did. If you're if you're like aware enough, if you're aware, conscious yeah. enough of what's going on yeah. in your body. So, because I I knew that I had to have this conversation with myself, and it, I reckon it's been about a year. When you began to ask these philosophical questions, when you started delving into philosophy, I knew that I really wanted to. I should have been doing it at that time, but I wasn't ready. I don't think. Mm. So it's one year later and... Well, that's the fertile ground. So that was sort of the, the backdrop for, I guess, the, the foundation for you mm. being in a position to start to ask those questions was we yeah. were asking questions about what we wanted to do going forward. Yeah. Then you're reading this book that's really opening your eyes up and, and providing a really cool perspective on emotions yeah. and the way that we deal with emotions. So that was really interesting. Yeah. And then so from you reading that, because I was at work and you were texting me, <laughs> like having a having a mental breakdown just about saying, oh my God, I'm questioning so much about everything. What kind of questions were you asking? Um, the first one was like, who am I? Which is, if, if you don't, if you really understand what you're asking and you're in that space, you actually, it is the deepest question because being spiritual and having, have had that experience having had that experience before it separates you from everything it separates you from your spirit and your body and your identity here and i'm just like oh my god who am i yeah and then it just kind of kept spiraling like what do i like what do i value what do i believe is that was that even true and i had to go back to when i was born and relive my entire life to know the patterns and what was happening and what beliefs were mine and what i was like what suppressed me and what triggered me up until this point because every time i found that every time i get close or inspiration to something i really want to do or when i get an idea and i get really excited about it it gets to a point where i stop and I block. And I yeah. think this is exactly the same point where I hit. And I'm like, all right, I get it now. I got to I gotta sit down with my emotions <laughs> and listen to what's coming up. So I allowed all this, all these questioning. And I didn't let it, because I, I was this close from just going down into like sadness and depression and... <laughs> <laughs> it's so, there's so much in there. Because I've had a similar experience, but... Just unpack this a little bit first. So, you 
reading this book, it opened you up a little bit and you've gone, oh, okay, there's something in my emotions. And then maybe you followed that tangent and then that took you to this, like, this is this emotion that I'm experiencing is there for this reason. Mm. And so then you start questioning other sort of constructs that you've got, you've built up around yourself. Everything. And then you start questioning (laughs) those constructs and that leads ultimately to you saying, well, who am I? What makes me up? What is it that, that makes yeah. me me and, and what has been created around me? What environment have I created around myself? And, and is it and real? is it true? Yeah. yeah. Is yeah. it true to me and what I actually believe in and do I align with that? And a lot of it was no. That's why I was freaking out because like, oh, my God, like, who who was that? Who was living? It was, it was terrifying. But I, having been doing um, like grounding work, mindfulness and understanding to stay calm and grounded, I knew that. I was safe. Mm. I just, this was just a moment that I was having. This was a pivotal moment that I need to really explore and that this is natural to, to have all these feelings come up and this fear as well. So what happened? Um, well, I took a deep breath and yep. a nap and, <laughs> and then I just kept going. I resumed and tried to understand from, okay, this is, this is how it was. Now, what, what I can choose now how I want to, I can either blame my past, blame that version of me, or I can use it as fuel to guide me forward. Mm. What do I don't, what doesn't work for me anymore? What is standing in my, um, in my way? It's me usually, cause I'm the one, usually it's us that is standing in front of us <laughs> when you can't get anywhere it's your fear that's standing in front of you don't go there it's too dangerous you don't know what's out there it's the unknown it's curiosity it's inspiration there's so much beauty on the other side of it and i knew that and i it's just something that these seeds have been planted over the last year of everything that i've learned all the books that i've read all this stuff that i was doing you know meditating all these little seeds that were planted along the way have all just kind of bloomed i mean like it's okay you're safe this is the time now you can move forward and move past it. And I guess I just like, I was, and then I kept reading the book. I was mm. like, right, next chapter. And she talks about sadness and how to just listen to your body. Just listen to the sadness and what it's telling you. Cause it's you, it, you that, um, that sadness is you. It's telling you, a, it's telling you a, a story of what's going on and what's in the past or what you're sad about. Is it like you completely go down that unraveling of all the emotions? It's like when you, when you stopped and in that moment you started looking into yourself or paying more attention to yourself, it was almost like you were unraveling this like web of string and that string was your emotions. <laughs> oh, yeah. And when you started to do that, the you, that you I got, s- there was, like a, was there a narrative or something of emotions that was being portrayed to you and yeah. you, were, you were finally actually starting to see it for what it was? Mm-hmm. I was going to say like, because this whole time, you know, you've been trying to identify what's been happening internally and come to terms with it, put a face on it, acknowledge it and let it be. So how is what you've been doing up until this point any different to that that moment when you were having that sort of crisis? So I've noticed that it's like my my old self is still um, alive in me and my old patterns and they're very good at convincing me that I'm doing the right thing. But I knew that I wasn't really facing what I was... Like, I could visualize, but I wasn't really connecting to the visualization. I was just visualizing that, okay, this person's in front of me or I'm picturing my emotion there separate from me and I've, like, taken it out of me like it's not mine and I've let it go. So you've, like, created that little package, that little emotional package, and you've put it externally. So 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 it's like your ego's created it and that's... that 
it like illusion. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's an like illusion. an illusion that so you're dealing with. So it hasn't actually left me. It's it's still in me, but it's convinced me. Like it, it, that's how intelligent our mind is, and how intelligent our bodies are. Yeah. It can actually. It's protecting me though. Like I can't be angry at it because it thinks it's doing the right thing for me. So it's having a uh, a relationship, a good relationship with your ego, and understanding how to talk to it. Because you can yell at it all you want. It's just going to crawl more and more into the corner and just suck everything in with it. Yeah. So I would rather have it sit next to me and me hold its hand saying, it's okay, it's going to be okay. Let's let's do this together. But you didn't know that. You didn't know what that meant <laughs> God, until no. you had this experience. When you actually <laughs> no. saw it for what it was and yeah. you, you saw that the, the layers kind of stripped away. Yeah. And then you were really struggling because you didn't know what was real and what was <laughs> I had a ego. moment. Yes, I had, I had a moment where I was it was terrifying because it is it's your existence it's your identity here and then it's your spirit and it's like is that real even or is this real is and it's really really uncomfortable but they something happened and i just took a breath because i know that that's like my first when i'm giving anyone any kind of not advice but guidance i say just breathe take a deep breath in so now every time i'm in some sort of emotion i just take a breath and I listen to it and just mm. keep moving forward. But allowing the emotion. So instead of separating it and like visualizing it in front of me, I now visual, like I connect with it. I allow it to flow up like, like water, kind of like a waterfall, but flowing up and out of my body or mm. just through me, but connecting with it and listening to it and what it's actually telling me because it's very intelligent. It knows and it, it's coming up because it's telling me something. Um, like, and when we're in pain or when we're feeling any emotion, it's just telling us something. You're angry about something. This is what you're angry about. You got to let it, just let it flow through you instead of not like sometimes we get angry that we're angry yeah. or angry that we're yeah. frustrated yeah. or angry that we're sad. Like oh meta, God, I'm just so, yeah. Like meta emotional. <laughs> <laughs> and it doesn't do anything except make you more angry mm. and it suppresses the reason. Whereas it's just going to find a way to come up again. Do you want to share any of anything that actually came up? Um, just so it might be easier to paint the picture. There's so much that came up. Um, there's just that, that one, the one thing that has stopped me from moving forward the one thing that really unlocked me was I was suppressed as a child from um, kind of moving into my curiosity because, and it was really interesting because I didn't want to believe it because I was always told you can do whatever you want. You can be whatever you're meant to be. And I was always in, encouraged to follow my my curiosity. However, there was there's something that happened. I was, I was living in a routine um, from when I was a baby, we had a community where we had events to go to three times a week at least. And we were in the same community. And this, uh, if you did something outside of it, people noticed. And it was scary because you didn't know what uh, the large community would think of you. So, and it's just this simple little thing that and it's not no one's like, I'm not going to blame it. It's, I like that we had that security, that family when we were growing up because we had the friends and family and everything was good. Mm. But sometimes like our curiosity wants to know just 
wants to see something else. Yeah. You know, and it's just natural. We want to see more. We want to... But we stop ourselves because we are afraid of criticism or being judged or being seen even. Because when you even step out, people will see that and they'll look at you and they'll watch you. And for good or bad reasons, depending. So I noticed that I actually took that with me every time I wanted to explore my creativity. There was the, there was a barrier there that actually was like, it's scary, it's dangerous, don't go out there. Don't go out there because you're going to get hurt. Or you don't. No one, no, one's that, no one that supports you or has supported you is going to be there. You're going to be on your own. You're going to be alone. So it was terrifying. So Was that your own ego telling you that? Or was that sort of like a conditioning that you experienced? Uh, it was a conditioning because it was a I was going through a routine yeah. and because I was like what I'm like I'm so creative but I know that I've never hit my potential could never hit my potential it's expression it seems like your expression yeah. was kind of stifled at, yeah. at crucial moments mm. is that sort of what you I feel th- like happened I feel like that's what happened it's the only like and it's not a bad thing I like that I've figured it out and that I've had this experience because I'm actually more free now I actually feel more comfortable and ready to even explore what I can do with theater yeah. and with other things with art and I'm really excited to sit down like there's something that has kind of shifted and I like that I've noticed that because I'm so grateful for for my upbringing I love it I love that I had such a safe place to take care of me and now it's like I want to trust that I live in a bigger even bigger community the human race where we can that I can feel I can still feel safe and I can still feel like I have a purpose and a meaning and a place in it yeah and then bring it back you know bring it back to community so you know, not everyone has that. A lot of people are, we're happy to um, to stay in where it's safe and exciting and what fulfills us. It didn't fulfill me. And I'm moving into, you know, other realms, beca- other areas, because that's where my, my mind and my expression is taking me. Yeah. That's where my curiosity is taking me. I have to follow it. Otherwise, I don't feel satisfied. And that's just me personally. Oh, definitely. Mm. I don't think that's um, anything unique to yourself. Mm. Like, curiosity is probably unique to everybody in, yeah. their, in their own way. They have Absolutely. their own curiosity or lack thereof. Yeah, I feel like when you have the freedom to be able to explore that curiosity, because it also shapes your expression too, because it takes you, it helps light up in new interests and hobbies and things like that. Mm. So when you have the freedom to be able to follow that curiosity, and you develop as a result of what you find along the way, you then your expression will change yeah. and your ability to express yourself is going to change. Yeah. So when you kind of find yourself unable to explore that curiosity because you might not have the freedom to do so, then you don't get to develop as quickly. I feel, I think yeah. definitely from my own experience, you know, I, I developed... When did you experience that? The, like what you experienced? Yeah. Uh, like philosophically speaking. Like that yeah, real sort of stripping down of yeah. the, of all those barriers. <laughs> uh, <laughs> well, I think it's. Uh, I think the seeds for me were going through some like family trauma. I think, and, and me trying to establish who I was in that, and like uh, it was the same sort of deal like what you said, where it's like you, your ego creates a creates something and then projects it, and then when you start to look for answers you see that projection Mm. and so you don't actually see what it is it's like when you look in a mirror your mirror is reflecting something but your mirror isn't generating what it's reflecting it's simply just reflecting an image that's in front of it and it's like when your ego creates something it's like it puts that image in the mirror and you're when you go when you go within and try and find some answers you're looking at the reflection you're not looking at what's casting it yeah 
you know, maybe that's sort of a best. I hope you know that kind of makes sense. Yeah. But so, I I think in doing that, the the good thing with that is you're still identifying something. You're still identifying things, but because you're not quite at the point where you're touching and you're having an actual interaction with what's creating the image, Mm. you don't get down to that. You don't strip that and you don't actually start to see it for what it is. So I was asking a lot of questions and I was finding a lot of answers, which was really nice. And so that helped me to um, get through and it did help to establish a kind of foundation for me. Did you find that you were a bit terrified at one point? Did Like when I said that I kind of separated myself from my identity and my spiritual self and you had that disconnect. Did you feel that at all? Or what was your version of it? It's been, it's been a little while. I've just gotten, I've gotten so used to being like inquisitive and being unsure and, or not being unsure, but being okay with not knowing, being okay with, I don't know much, but I'm going to do the best that I can to go out there and find it and be open to it. Sure. But I think for me, how it developed me getting interested in philosophy, because it was ultimately when I started reading philosophy, that's what opened me up. And I'm reading, I'm reading stuff like, holy crap, like this is, I'm, I'm reading these words. I've never thought about it, but it's so, it's true or it's fascinating. And mm. it's, I can see this person's logic because uh, philosophy being about, you know, it's, it's search for truth yeah. and, and first principles and then logic that flows on from those principles. You know, you, you're trying to establish some kind of basic elements of existence itself. And so, you know, when you can really engage with that, you have to try, for me, I, if I'm reading something, I need to put myself in that position in, in like the similar sort of context of what it is that I'm reading. So I can understand it, but I can also take on for myself what it is that I'm reading and make it relevant to me so that I can learn something and grow and develop from it. Um, I read Jordan Peterson's 12 rules for life, which was really good. Because I was going through that point reading spiritual stuff. I, I branched mm. into psychology a little bit. And then that led me to Jordan Peterson. And then from Jordan Peterson, because he, uh, in that book, he quoted and referred to uh, philosophers a lot. Yeah. And so, I, I got really interested in just any of that stuff. It sort of just opened my eyes a little bit or just sparked a little bit of that curiosity yeah. I was talking about. And I'm like, <laughs> let's, let's sort of follow this train. And then when I thought of philosophy, like the first book that jumped to mind was Republic by Plato. Sure. So I, I went and got that and I, and I read it and I'm like, oh my God, this is amazing. Like I, it wasn't even like, I'd always had a bit of a, a bit of a mind for politics and mm. I paid attention to it a little bit, but I didn't think much deeper than sort of what you get on the surface level. Um, and, but when you, when you, I read that and it broke down like the actual construction of particular regimes or the ideas behind like actions, political actions. I was like, wow, like this, just everything has a foundation. Everything in existence has some kind of base from which it's, it springs forth. And we see, we see the, like the, the, the outcome or the product of it. And that's what we engage with but we don't necessarily pay any attention to where it's come from or what principle has fueled its existence. Mm. And so that sort of, when I, when I read that, it started to open me up a little bit. And then we had, I had a convert, we went away uh, with a couple of friends and some family members of yours. And one of the, one of the blokes there, he was a philosophy 
student at uh, whatever university. And so he loves that sort of field. So I said, yeah, I've read, I've read Republic. I felt like a little like... <laughs> You've read one? <laughs> a little, yeah, I've read... <laughs> Cuddled in the corner like little baby Yoda holding <laughs> holding Republic. <laughs> How did and, that go? Oh, we had some really uh, really good conversations, and the 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 thing about because he's obviously been doing this or thinking philosophically like that for a longer period of time, and it, for me it was totally new. Mm. So for me to be able to engage with that and have that conversation with someone who is that way inclined and and has more experience in that, it was really awesome and. The thing I loved about it was that he challenged me and what I believed and why. And that was really, that was a really crucial moment for me with my development because I was, he made me feel really uncomfortable because he was, he was challenging why I thought a certain way. Like he, he says that he's agnostic, so he doesn't not believe in God, but he doesn't believe in God. He's waiting for the right set of circumstances to prove one way or the other. And, you know, for me, I believe that there is something, but in him questioning that, I realized in that moment, I actually don't have the, I don't have the, yeah, the answer for myself. And so this is what I was talking about. When, when I'm reading something, I need to, I've, I've learned that I need to figure out how I can resonate personally with what I'm reading. Mm. So if I'm reading a book on, if I am reading a, 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 like a, some philosophy book, how can I relate what I'm reading to what I'm experiencing in real life? So if I'm reading, you know, if they're highlighting a particular point, where can I see that point being made in my life in this moment so that I can make it tangible and I can touch it and I can see it. And then I can start to think more clearly or relate to, okay, this makes sense now because I can see it and I can feel it in my own reality. Mm -hmm. So when I was reading all those spiritual books and and getting that spiritual idea of myself and of existence... They were someone else's words that I was reading and they were resonating with me on a level because I'm like, this sounds really good. I really like this. But I don't think I'd actually established for myself at that point how it was relevant to me and my life. And so when he started asking questions, I was kind of like, this is the logic or these are the thoughts that I've had from what I've read and from what I've experienced up until this point. Mm. But because I hadn't gone any deeper than that for myself personally, it started to actually penetrate to a very vulnerable spot for me. And the reason I was vulnerable was because I had nothing yeah. at that point. You know, I was but that, sti- didn't, that didn't bother you, though. You actually got really, like, even like when we talked about it after, you were actually more curious about learning where you actually sat with things. Mm. You actually wanted to learn more. Yeah. So instead of, so what I would have done would have been like, oh, my God, I'm so stupid. I don't know anything. And I would have just gone down that rabbit hole. Yeah. Whereas with you, you were more open to you were accepting that you didn't know and you went to look for the answers. Yeah, well, he... That was the path that you went on. He recommended a couple of books and a couple of um, philosophers, one of them being Friedrich Nietzsche. And uh, he's, he's you know, not, not anti-God, but he's de- he's definitely not religious. He's, <laughs> he, a lot of his stuff um, is aimed at sort of disparaging the idea of God mm-hmm. and how we humans kind of use the, con- the construction of a god or or a deity or whatever um, as a way of externalizing our power to something else or putting the responsibility on something else as opposed to taking it for ourselves. Um, I read Thus Spoke Zarathustra and that was a really, really awesome read. And I didn't agree with with a lot of it, but again, it's like I don't agree with something, but I didn't know why I didn't agree with it. Mm. And it was the same when I was having that discussion with him. I'm like, I don't agree with you, but I don't 
I can't exactly articulate why I don't agree with you. Yeah. And so that was probably the biggest like point for me. And then reading uh, Nietzsche, Zarathustra, I was like, okay, I need to do something now. I started to have those sort of questions. I think at that point I was having those questions like what you were having, like who am I? What do I actually believe? What is real? What have I experienced right now? How can I tie my life together? And like on on a principle basis. Not just like, what do I, okay, this is what I think and that's that's that. Because I think I found, especially from that moment, I realized, I actually comprehended the vulnerability in that position. When you just think something or you have it, you just hold an opinion on something. Mm. And when but that's nothing to back it up. Yeah, when, it, when that's not supported by something, then all it takes is a well-placed question and it completely unravels. Yeah. Completely unravels you. And so I, I learned from that moment, no, okay, I need to... If I'm going to have a strong opinion or if I'm going to be curious about something, I need to learn exactly what is making up my thoughts or what is created, what's created my opinion or my stance on something. And so I learned from that definitely going going forward. If I don't know enough about something, but I'm going to weigh in on, on, a, on a topic, I'll preface it with, I haven't looked too much into it. Yep. Or based on what I know at this point in time, this is the sort of logic that I use. Be transparent. To, to, yeah, just just have that bit of transparency. Yeah. And so, yeah, that was and a big lesson. being honest to yourself as well. I think I, I've found that I, it's terrifying being honest with myself with a lot of things. But now I'm thinking, I'm like, it's the most helpful thing to do mm. for yourself yep. and to keep growing and learning. It's like, I want to be honest that I don't know yeah. all the answers, that I'm not perfect, that I'm not this or I'm not that, not that I ever thought I was perfect. But like when I stuff up, think like, and I'm just like, oh my God, I can't do it. And you've, it's, you've only given it one shot, yep. you know, especially with like painting. I hate it. I hate acrylic paints, but I didn't give it enough. I qu- nearly quit, I reckon, the first few tries. I'm like, no, nah, no, nah, I don't know how to do it. I don't like it. It's uncomfortable. Obviously, this is the first time I've ever tried it. Yeah. Just like anything. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. Well, my so I, th- I think when I was in that sort of limbo, like, okay, what do I what do I actually believe? Why do I believe it? Mm. It was just like constant why, why, why? Like, why do I think this way? What compels me to think this way? What? Why is it important for me to have <laughs> this thought? Like, really asking all those questions centered on the on the on the one idea. I remembered. Remember this? I now I think I know where this started. For you or for me? For me right. this week. Okay. Um, you know how I was talking to you about questioning and how I always found it really difficult to ask questions. Yeah. And like, ever since I was little, like I can't. I really struggled in school. Um, when the teachers told us, asked us, does anyone have any questions? And people would raise their hands. I'm like, I don't. They've given us all the information. Like I just trusted that they told us everything that we need to know in order to, um, to do the the assignment or whatever we were doing to ask anything else because and i was like i went back i was like what was that what was that like i just didn't know what questions to ask but it's because i didn't know what i wanted to know yeah yeah it was this yeah yeah. this is what it was (laughs) i I was like what is it because i'm like i don't think it was it was just something before that and i always struggle i'm like i don't know what questions to ask i really struggle because there's so much that I want to learn, but I don't know what it is about those things that I want to kn- want to know and learn about and apply to my life. Because it's all interesting to me, just even just looking at it. Yeah. But what is, but what's specific to me that I need to know? And yeah. I, I like don't. Where do you start? Where do I start? And it's like if I knew myself, if I knew exactly where, what my purpose, not my purpose, but like what 
where I was going, what direction I'm heading in, what my life kind of looks like, and now because I've done all that work, I can I know what I'm in the I know what I'm going, but is that really where I want to go? And then you kind of keep asking those questions, whereas like, hang on, it doesn't make sense because is that even true? Because knowing where I've been, I don't have any foundation. Was I actually following this? this outcome or was it just an outcome that looks good is it something that i feel like i just should do because because i like mindfulness i have to go into that direction and be that certain way and i have to appear that way to people when i'm talking to them and just this idea of someone who would do this work rather than connect with what it is that actually what i find curious and following that curiosity. And obviously I had that block that I blocked myself because I was so afraid of stepping out of who I was or out of the norm, the normal with, you know, (laughs) Um, and being seen or even just jumping out out of the circle a little bit and finding myself, which that's what happened when I went overseas. Yeah. I literally got a one way ticket overseas because I'm like, I can't, I can't come back until I know who I am, which was, like, I didn't even know what that meant. I was just like, I feel like I need to know who I am. And I remember a girl that I was working with at the time at Topshop was like, what do you mean? What do you mean you don't know who you are? And I'm like, I have no, I'm like, I don't know that that's why I'm going. Hmm. And I don't know, I don't know what it is about that place. I don't know. I don't know. Everything's just falling into place. And it got me over there. And I learned a lot about myself at that point in time, what I needed at that point in time. And I've just taken it. No, but you didn't quite get to that depth that you got to at the start of this week, that philosophical depth <laughs> yeah, no. where you actually, you don't just question what makes me up, you question why are you made up this way? Yeah. Yeah. And like, it, what's fueling? It, yeah. Because I really struggled. I'm like, okay, well, what questions do I ask? And then I started asking questions, but I was like, that does... What? <laughs> <laughs> I was like, it's a headache. I, just, um, I, I was so tired. I was drained. I was exhausted. And I was like, I, I need a... F- I'm like, you know what? I'm just, I will have a nap because this is this is heavy stuff. Questioning your existence. Like, I didn't think that... I'm like, I always knew that it was something heavy. But when you go through it and you feel it and you are just in it and you under, you're understanding as well. I think yeah, that's what it is. When you're actually yeah. understanding what's happening, it, it becomes even... <clears throat> it becomes even more difficult. But I've got to say, because there's a, there's a difference out. between hearing words or reading words and going, oh, yeah, that sounds good, mm. to actually understanding what you're reading yes. and, uh, like, comprehending, comprehending the implications of what you're reading. Because, yeah, you, you can read, like, even just listen to this and go, I can understand what they're saying or yeah. I've got no idea what they're saying. Or <laughs> <laughs> You'd say it sounds good or I can follow their logic and their yeah. reasoning. But there's a difference between... Yeah, just hearing it and, and going, it. yeah, I understand, yeah. but but actually comprehending the implication and, and the depth of this existence that we and have. And the shock that you go through. I didn't think that... I thought I was ready to have this experience, which is really funny. I thought it was hilarious. I'm like, oh, you're, you're just... Oh, my God. You're such a lost little soul, aren't you? I'm just... The, the visualizations that were coming up yeah. were just... I was just like a little speck and then it was like space and then like my body was over there and then my identity was over there and then something out like I we was need just... to, We need to do some DMT or something. <laughs> this is DMT. <laughs> I feel like I don't need it. Um, but yeah, I think it was comp- actually understanding what was happening was probably the scariest part. But it was also really... Um, I uh, what's that? 
eye-opening. Yeah, a nicer word. Uh, yeah, it was eye-opening um, to just have that and see. I yeah. feel like separating myself and seeing myself in front of me in all these different parts, I, I, I feel like I can now put myself together a little bit more right. and understand myself if is that, that makes sense because like I so say you've stopped you've stopped resonating with the reflection and you're yeah. actually you're Anna. interacting, interacting with yeah. the truth or the reality of, of Yuzha and what makes you up yeah. up until this point in time yeah so like, I kept reading the book and every single chapter and I'm still reading it, every page every ex- exercise that she gives you to flow with your emotions I'm feeling it and it resonates with me and she talks about grounding and I'm interested in earthing now just to center myself every time I'm feeling lost or I'm feeling like when I'm at a barrier that barrier that I'm so familiar with I know how to just move the sign that I've put there yeah. that says no through road or um, danger or <laughs> whatever it is I know how I'm like, I know that I'm going to be safe and, take, and taken care of. Yeah, yeah. And it's just reminding myself and reprogramming my mind to believe that it's safe and it's fun. Did you, have you, have you like, so from this experience, I know for, for me when I went through it and I, I, so I, I know those feelings, I know what it's like to go, holy crap, I don't know anything. If I stop and I deconstruct my thoughts and I look at what's supporting them and there's nothing there, it's just this big blank space. Now, all of a sudden, I have to try and fill or, or discover a source or a root of my opinions and my experience, my existence, whatever. And so, for me, that turned into me writing inward. That's why I wrote the book. That was me trying to reconcile my own basic base principles. So, yeah. what do I operate from? What ideas do I have? How do I actually order my thoughts mm-hmm. so that if I'm to have an opinion on something or if I'm to experience um, something... You know, how, how do I go about breaking it down so that I can comprehend where it's coming from? Because that, that completely changed my, my point of view. So I no longer necessarily would hear a thought or hear an opinion or, or see something in front of me and just take it necessarily only for what it is. Now I, I tend to ask more deeper questions about what it is because I want to understand it. Yeah. I don't. It's not me trying to be difficult or painful or controversial or anything. I'm not doing that. It's it's not me trying to undermine anything. It's just me going, okay, let me understand it a little bit more. Because mm-hmm. when you can actually understand something and the foundation of it, what makes it up, you can appreciate it so much more. Yeah. But you also, you kind of guard yourself against falling for bullshit or believing in an illusion. Mm-hmm. And I mean, obviously, it's not something I'm, I do. I'm still in the human. Like, you know, you don't do that <laughs> <laughs> with every, everything that sort of comes your way. And I've still fallen for bullshit. Mm-hmm. You know, I still, you know, take things that are nonsensical and I've still gone, okay, this is real. Mm-hmm. And only to realize later, oh, it's, I'm just, it was me being irrational. Because then I think what I've got to be careful of and what we all have to be careful of is if you're doing that or if you hold an opinion strong enough that you feel like you have enough information to support it with, that you don't start to look to confirm it and, and be biased towards it. Okay, if, if, what am I seeing right now? And how does that, how does what I'm seeing fit into my view of the world? And I mean, it's good that you can do that, but you've got to be careful that you allow what it is that you're trying to understand to be as it is so that you don't just project your own ideas and your own beliefs onto what it is you're observing. Mm. You've got to allow it to be separate and understand it in its own context 
And then that way you can use that new information to enrich your experience as opposed to projecting your experience onto okay. it and actually totally missing the point of what it is that you're looking at. Mm. Anyway, that's me going off on a bit of a tangent. <laughs> <laughs> but so that's that changed the way I view things. Though. When I went through that and I wrote the book and I started to organize my ideas and how I look at things and how mm. I approach things, that's that became something that was really important to me. How has this changed you going forward? Have you, do you have any experience like that or has it changed the way that you look at things now? Do you uh, relate to me a little bit easier now? You know what I mean? (laughs) Yeah, I do know what you mean. I think it's happening slowly, but more instead of like expressing it through writing, like you, that was your way of expressing and understanding it. Minds, I'm connecting with my body and my thoughts. So I'm doing a lot of grounding and breathing and wherever I am. Um, and when I'm with people or when I'm thinking about people, I it's I don't separate myself from it, but I'm, I'm paying attention to what my body is telling me. I'm res- like I'm listening to the messages that my frustration or my anger or my sadness or whatever it is that's coming up, I'm listening to it more mm-hmm. than I ever really did. Usually I would just feel the emotion and be like, it's making me angry and you're trying to get rid of it and then you go do something or take a nap because you're so exhausted about being angry or you just um, dissociate with it or you could distract yourself or like or avoid it. Yeah. And you go to something else, which usually is snacking for me. I make tea or I get the almonds, you get up, you shake it a little bit and go outside, you water the plants when they don't need it's like water, you're distracting yourself. Distract yeah. yourself from the emotion. Whereas it's not going to go anywhere. You're actually pushing it further down. Because that's the thing, right? When you do that, you don't... It's Yeah, because you've distracted yourself. You've stopped, you've stopped experiencing it because you put your attention yeah. elsewhere. Because you think it's a bad thing, right? Because yeah, it yeah. feels bad. Bad in turn. It's, it's not really that bad. It's an expression. It's an emotion. We are meant to have these... These emotions are communicators. They communicate with us for reasons. And they help us to understand what's going on within our bodies and they're telling us this is how you're responding because of this belief or this habit or this pattern or this trigger so when emotions come up now for me i sit with them Mm. although it's really really uncomfortable sometimes and i tried to even look this week i'm like I'm like, oh, this really irritating. It's really irritating, but like, just just go away. Like, you don't bother me that much. Just go away. And but even just doing that, I was like, okay, yep, no, go. And then I lifted the book up and I just couldn't. I was not reading the words on the page. And I'm like, okay, time to sit with my emotions. And it was really hard. But I also went through. It's a cleansing. You cleanse yourself from things that come up. You allow them to flow through you so you can understand them. So then when next time when they come through you again, you're not actually as triggered. Yeah. You know what to do. You know how to feel and you know how to express it. You know maybe just to take a deep breath. You know maybe just go for a run or shake it out or whatever you, whatever comes naturally. Just allow the you. emotion allow, to explain yeah. to you what's That's it. It's the just source listening it to it because it's your body. It's your body, your body's memory telling you. And it's all the, all the um, messages. It's just coming up to tell you something and often we think that's a bad thing that we're frustrated oh my god it's creating anger and then you get more into it because it's a very potent feeling especially if you don't you've never really sat with it before or you've never acknowledged that maybe it needs your attention so yeah well i feel like in today's society we've kind of become trained to 
want to be rid of negative feeling emotions. Yeah. She says that in the book. Yeah. So we're not really taught to acknowledge anger, frustration, sadness, depression. Take a pill or get rid of it. Yeah. Distract yourself. Uh, Don't think about it. Just think of something positive. Don't don't deal with it. Just think of something positive. And I think because people (laughs) also, you think about expressing anger Mm. and you think about punching somebody or the images come to mind because... When you see on the news or you see somewhere in, in whatever media platform or something, someone expressing anger, usually it's like screaming and punching yeah. and yeah. and, and just being it. violent. Yeah. But anger doesn't have to be expressed violently no. necessarily. No. It can literally, if you need to physically express, then that's totally fine, provided you're not impacting somebody else. But you can also, I know for me, if a burst of anger has come up in me, a lot of the time... You, were, you you just see, you go, okay, this is this is anger that's coming up. And you just go, okay, anger. And just sit yeah. with that anger for a second. Yeah. And if you do need to let it out, and if you do need to scream and just like let it, let like do it if that's, if it's a safe space, obviously, yeah. if it's appropriate. But also I think you tend, I, I've, I know it's only been a few days, but I feel when emotions come up now, like even of sadness, I can feel them, but they they don't make me cry every time. Mm. I don't cry every time now, every time I think of sadness, where I was so connected and attached to it. Whereas every time I thought of something sad, I would explode into tears. Whereas now I can feel it and I see it and I'm connecting with it, but I don't necessarily have to cry. Yeah. And, but other times things are, that are maybe very traumatic and I need to let go and I've been holding them for so long, it, it does require tears and it does require that just expression of um, just release. It's really like cleansing yourself, isn't it? That's it's like all this stuff's just sitting in there and, yeah. and, you know, it's been building up for 29 years and it's not until now when you've actually started to go, okay, you know what? No, I'm, I'm ready to yeah. acknowledge these for what they are and experience them. Because it's the only thing that's holding me back. And when they start coming up, then you can also follow them back down to where they've come from too. And I think that's what you were doing as well. Yeah. Like, what's the source well, of I this block? To. I'm blocked and, you know, I'm feeling anger and frustration mm. and sadness and, and guilt and shame at, at the existence of this block. But then, you know, because you can identify that there's a block there and that's sort of the source of these extra emotions, you mm. can follow them back down and go, okay, where's this block come from? And yeah. then as soon as you open that door like you did, <laughs> then all of a sudden your eyes are opened to this entire, like, history of you yeah. that you wouldn't you weren't even aware of up until that point in time because no. it had fallen into your subconscious. And I was just floating through life. Like, I wasn't grounded at all. I, although it might have seemed that I knew who I was, I loved dancing and expressing myself and um, everyone would have said, you know, you were so creative and you're all, you know, you were the life of the party. I was very lost and I was only holding on to things that people saw me as and I knew that that was a positive, so I held on to it. And I, the identity, I mean, like thinking back, I actually kind of, it makes, it did make, make me sad because although I seemed happy on the surface, I realized how lost I actually really was. And it wasn't anyone's fault. It's just like rewatching my life. It, I didn't have direction, I did, but I couldn't, I didn't know how to ask the question. I didn't know that I was lost. I tried to do the best that I could with what I had, mm. but it was always at the expense of my satisfaction. I always did things for other people. This was my, this is just how I functioned. Yeah, yeah. And I really cared about what other people thought of me. That's why I was very self-conscious as a, as a girl and as a female or as a woman, sorry. And I was very self-conscious about everything because I thought that everyone else knew better. Everyone else could do things better. And I kind of just 
it was it's so weird just to think that that's were you do you think waiting when you had a spark of inspiration and you were to go forward were you waiting for someone to take it over from you so when you would you would carry this idea to a certain point and then someone else would take it so that it no longer was yours and then that helped maybe put a block in place so that every time you experience something like that you'd get to a certain point and then you'd expect someone else to take it over for you or you wouldn't go on with it I haven't thought about it that way because um, it got too hard, like supposedly hard. Is that what you mean? Or oh, potentially, or maybe, yeah, you just had a, yeah, you had a something that you created mm. or something that you were trying out or an idea that you were expressing yeah. or, you know, you were, you were sort of trying to, you know, going talking about expression again yeah. and creativity yeah. Yeah. and you were allowing your curiosity to display for you like the, the what you could do with that. Yeah. And and maybe maybe it was maybe it was only one experience, but someone else came along and took that idea. Yeah, and right. Ran with it for them and sort of you felt like it was taken away from you. And so from that point Maybe if you had other experiences which were going along that same thing, where you had inspiration or your curiosity had taken you to a certain point. I would just give it away. Then you, yeah, you'd wait for someone else to kind of take it, but you wouldn't know that that's what you were waiting for. Or you knew that there was a block there and you were no longer inspired to continue going. Yeah. Because it was gone, usually. I I know. It's happened, even since we've been together, it's happened multiple times. And it drives me crazy. And I'm like, this is not happening again. I refuse for it to happen again. Like, and I know that there's there's so many things that I left unfinished and I want to get back to them, but I can't get back to them unless I figure out what this is. And I have, and I'm still working on it. There's still more that I have to do. Mm. But I know that, one, I always knew that one day I'll come back to it, yeah. which is... Come back to what? Oh, just some of the um, I, the, uh, oh, the inspirations yeah. that I had and the ideas that creating I had for... Creating course. Yeah, and... creating stuff um, or stories, that story that I had um, that I created at uni. Um, that was a whole other experience yeah. <laughs> for another episode. Um, but, yeah, uh, that's an interesting... I guess that's a that's a way to look at it. See if someone came along and... Hmm. So maybe it was just something that happened once and it was just sort of held by your subconscious for you mm. ever since. Yeah. And then every time... Well, the thing is, that's what it is. And it's like, I don't want to get too hung up on what it was, yep. but I do want to know what it is so yep. I can I can move it aside yeah. and just step step into that that fullness of me because I'm not, I'm not whole at the moment and I don't think I ever have been. I think I've always... I've been too scared to really express who I was and who I and what I really believed and what I really thought. And it was very quiet. I kept to myself and I was pleasing people and making sure that everyone liked me. Because you I didn't even know what you really thought. I had no idea. Yeah, yeah, that's it. So I, didn't, I didn't even know how to think like think. that. Yeah. It's just now that I'm saying that that's probably what was happening. Um, but, yeah, I like thinking back to just putting, putting myself into those shoes, even mm. as like a seven-year-old and just going to school and doing – I just was fluttering, just doing what other people were telling me, that what the teachers were telling me. I had to be picked up at a certain time. I had to be dropped off at a certain time. I, had, I was living on a schedule. And that's – Someone else's schedule. Someone else's schedule. It wasn't mine. But yeah. I didn't know how to create my own. I didn't even know if that was possible. I just thought that's what happened. That's why I thought when I I'm so excited to grow up because someone's going to tell me what I'm really good at, and then that's I'm going to be told what I'm doing and what I do, yeah. <laughs> which is, 
And then I, I grew up and I was like, well, where's that person that's supposed to tell me well, who, that's I, like, who I am? That's the important thing. That's that's what's so crucial about asking these questions. Yeah. And it's it's not something that's like just to make you feel more high and mighty. It's because it helps you open up your possibilities. It helps you get to know yourself a little bit better. But it also, how would you know what your possibilities were if you never asked questions? Because if, if you never ask questions or read any books or listen to certain things and that just change it, that open up your worldview a little mm. bit, you wouldn't know what you're, what is possible for you. You wouldn't know what is, what's out there that you can actually do. Because that's the thing when you engage with someone else's creativity and you go, I love that. I love that they've done that. You know, if you're looking for inspiration, you'll go and see what someone else has done yeah. so that you can actually know what you can actually do with do that you? medium. Yeah. So if you never actually did that research in the first place, you wouldn't know if someone wants to put alcohol ink in front of you and say, here you go, make something. You wouldn't know what was possible to do with it. Yeah, no. So what's the first thing you do? You go and get inspiration from what other people have done with it. And, and then you, use that as inspiration to see what you Exactly. Yeah. And so that's the that's what asking these questions is about. And so when you have these moments where you go, oh, fuck, I don't know who I am. Like, what, <laughs> what am I? Who, who, who am I? You know, it's, it's that moment is when you can start to see and comprehend what is possible out there mm. and what's possible for you yeah. and your that, perspective. That's what was really difficult because now I'm thinking, okay, the only way that I'm going to make an ad here happen if I know what the values and beliefs are of an ad here. Mm. But I'm like, without knowing my own values and beliefs and knowing who I am and where I want to go as me, then I can't make this happen because I'm already, like, with that idea of a nat here, I'm I'm trying to, I wouldn't, had I I not had this philosophical moment of understanding that I, it is important for me to have direction, I would have put my identity in, and adhere, and I would have followed and adhere's beliefs and values and foundation rather oh, than develop my own. Right. So I put the responsibility in something else so that it can create and what might sound nice, what I should be doing, what an adhere should look like. Yeah. This is a really big, I, this is just, just came to me. So. Yeah, no, follow, <laughs> follow this train. So I think maybe that's what. I did with an ad here or I'm doing with an ad here maybe that's the original inspiration is actually giving away my identity to, or giving my responsibility yeah. of actually doing the work myself to something else so I can just like start with a clean slate and I don't have to worry about my history or what happened so it's like you're, you're, you're splicing yourself and you're putting like this ideal version of yourself into in the business yeah and so that wow. you physically don't actually have to do any of the work you can just do the work for the business for a business yeah, that's like the reflection thing, isn't it? Mm. Oh my gosh, I'm just having a moment. <laughs> <laughs> that's crazy. That's yeah. a, that's no, but uh, that makes sense. It, it does, does make sense because when because we... I didn't know what it, there was something about this, and I'm like, what is this? What is stopping me? Because we have this massive vision for that here. Yeah, but I'm like, I, I can't get there because I, or I'm creating a, a reason to get there, but it's not really what I want. Because it doesn't align with me, with right. who I am and what I'm doing and what I really... So, at the moment, I'm finding out what is... Who is Kyoja? <laughs> but what is it? Like, what is my purpose? Where do I actually want to go? What yeah. is my direction? What am I actually curious about? Not like that I'm curious about everything, but what am I particularly curious about? What questions do I want to ask? What questions do I want to know the answer to? 
because I don't know how to ask questions very well because I don't, I've never known what I've wanted to know yeah. about a topic. That's why when, t- when teachers were like, any questions, I'm like, well, no, I just trust that you've just told me what I need to know. Yeah, yeah. Like, I couldn't, I didn't know, I didn't even know how to think about asking questions. So it's like, but before even the asking questions, my I wasn't even functioning in a way to like know that there was something else that I could know yeah. about what they've told me. I was like, oh my god, this is what was happening on Monday, <laughs> but it was it was just me, and yeah. I couldn't. Yeah, this is just a real moment of of, of authenticity. I mean, it's uh, all of our podcasts are bit, authentic, bit, but this yeah. is a real uh, uh, aha you, moment. Yeah, but like a, more of an aha moment than because that's like because Anadia isn't a product. Like it's not something that we're going to produce something mm. and then give it to you as a as a as a hard product it's more of a service that's the sort of aim that you're looking at taking it and that i'm looking at trying to be involved in and so because it's a service that we're delivering you need to understand the the philosophy of the service because if you if you've got a product to give then there's a reason that that product is needed and so you use that reason as the as the the fundamentals for how you produce it and why you produce it but when it's a service like what you're wanting to do you don't have that necessarily hard tangible process for producing it and and sort of what it's going to look like because it has a function to fill it's like a a service is more intangible kind of thing i like when i sort of think about it you you like if you go to an osteo you can't and and get like a physical like a manual therapeutic treatment Mm. you know that's kind of the service that they're providing but that is sort of shaped by the particular osteo so if you not every osteo is going to operate or is going to perform the same techniques the same way everyone's sort of shaped by their own unique experience and what they're good at whereas with the product if you if you need a pair of earphones or something they they all look roughly the same you know if we've got headphones headphones you know they go over your head and they have the you know the the bits that go over your ears and you know they they have different companies put different spins on sort of styling and that but generally you're looking at the same product Mm. whereas yeah if you if you're receiving a service from someone that service is going to be shaped by their own personal experience and so that's the thing with the nad here i think that Mm. you've had to come to terms with is that you're providing a service with this, but you need to kind of know your experience. What of you are you going to put into the service? And because you haven't necessarily known that up until this point in time, it's been difficult for you to be able to produce or plan what you're going to provide. And so I think that's been a really crucial part this week for you to be able to start to understand that. Because now it's going to give you a clearer idea of how you want to shape the business and how you can go forward with it being a reflection of your philosophy, That's it. not you projecting what you think you should be doing and then your philosophy being ruled by what is happening with Anadia. Because I always, every time I delve into an idea I or when I get inspiration from anywhere, I the first question that I do ask is how can I make this my own? But without knowing, without really understanding or comprehending what I like and what I what I'm about, mm. I can't do that. And really delving like what experience have I had to that I can even with theatre, I'm I love it, but I'm trying I'm still trying to do it by the book. I want to explore like I I don't use it like the way it is in the book. I use it the way I intuitively um, connect with it. Mm. You know, when we're even when we're sitting at any point in time and you say oh, let's do theatre, something else happens. And it's that flow, and that's what I want with Anadia. But I, I also I'm curious about 
other energy mediums and I want to intertwine them and make them my own because I, I have uh, my belief in energy is a lot greater than just that spiritual side. Yeah. I do believe that we have there's a physical connection somewhere with this and I want to understand that better. And I know that now because I'm noticing what is it specifically that I want to know about that, about energy and our human bodies and what, you know, all the electricity that goes through us and how we're connected to the earth and why the sun gives us energy yeah. and what, all these, do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like these uh, these things that just naturally happen and why the, the we, we flow naturally with the cycle of the day and the month and the year and the seasons and like there's something bigger happening and I want to understand that. And it's, I'm, it's a slow process, but I'm slowing it down because now I can hear and see what I'm genuinely interested in. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, that's, I want to know that function. Like why, what is it about our physical space that um, connects with the spiritual realm? Whereas before I was all just up in the spiritual. Cause I'm like, no, I'm no, I'm not a human. I'm a spirit. And I wasn't, there was no connection. No wonder yeah. I was floating yeah. because I was some, I'm, I was literally on another planet probably. Yeah. <laughs> and I always, I think a lot of people used to tell me that like, you're just somewhere else, aren't you? You're just, <laughs> you're just on another, you're on another, you're on another planet or. It's so true. Cause you know, when I was getting into the spirituality stuff and, and reading and hearing people's stories about you know, meditating and going off and experiencing different things and, yeah. and then always, you know, monks being sort of in, in solitude and living in that sort of isolation and trying and constantly strengthening their connection with the divine. I think you know, that's great for you because obviously I believe that everyone should be able to do what it is that they want to do, mm. provided it doesn't impede on somebody else doing what it is that they want to do. Yeah. You should have whatever freedom yeah, you want to explore. Yeah. So that's what I, you know, my belief. So I'm not going to knock somebody else for doing that because they're doing what's necessary for them and what mm -hmm. they think is right. Mm -hmm. It's not. I don't know what's right for me or everybody. Yeah. I know. I know what's right for me better than somebody else does. Yeah. So right. yeah. So going going just with that sort of principle. Oh, like fantastic for the monk. But for me, my belief is that we are spirits in essence. We are we are energy in our essence. And that energy has manifested a, a human being into this physical world. And everything in this physical world is manifested from it, an underlying energy source um, in the same way. And that's how we are all connecting and perceiving things uh, in this physical realm. Mm. But there's an underlying something that that has all sprung from. Did, you, did you learn that through your... Through, yeah, through reading, but then I sort of adapted it so that I could make sense to me. So if I was to have a conversation with someone about it, I'd better be able to actually convey the idea because I'm not having to rely on somebody else's words. I go, well, I have my understanding of it and that's how I can convey, that's what I can convey to you. Yeah. So that's sort of what, what I've, I've come to sort of think. Have you uh, always been that, that way, way. Fine. Um, yeah. Well, mum gave me a really big compliment last night without meaning to. <laughs> we were having a heated discussion about something political and uh she she uh she told me that i've been controversial since i was nine months old and i need to stop and i took that as a massive compliment i'm like thank you i i didn't say thank you like that i just i just let it sort of be there but it, i it warmed me to hear that because i'm like no it's good because i ask why yeah. because i don't just say oh that's fantastic i uh, you've said something and and like i agree with that because you've said it Mm. And I've, I've never really been like that or done that. No, you So haven't. now I'm, I'm finding my own way to explore that and to express that. Mm. So I've always had the inclination to be like that, but I've, I've never until more recently understood how to harness it. Yeah, right. And make it sort of my own. Yeah. Um, 
So, mm. yeah, where was I going with that? Anything, everything. Yes, right, right. So, I think that we are, we are in essence, spirits or we are souls living a human existence. And so, it's good to be connected and to ground yourself in that. But the purpose of the soul manifesting a human being is so that we can experience a human existence. So, mm. you know, as much as it's good to acknowledge and recognize and try and be as one with the divine as possible if it is to exist then as as, as good as that is to be able to do that we're also here to be humans Mm -hmm. and that's being the ultimate purpose is to experience what comes with being a human I, i feel like it does defeat the purpose to spend your entire life just saying i'm a spirit it doesn't matter what happens here because mm-hmm. I'm a soul and yada, yada, yada. I'm on this plane so that I can experience everything. So I want to be a human. You know, I acknowledge that I'm a soul or I'm, I'm manifested from an energy source, but that's, it's that, you know, I can meditate and connect with it a bit more because it'll help me with Mm. my human experience. It'll help me maybe with, with my decision-making or with, ideas or using my imagination or my creativity or mm. following my inspiration it'll just help me Developing connect better values. with myself yeah. i think and it will just enhance my human life mm. but that's that's the point the point is to live a human life not to live as a human trying to get back to being a spirit yeah because you know you're here for a reason i'm here for a reason yeah. so i need to be here yeah so i i think that that's it's a really important thing to ground yourself in that mm. but also use just that grounding to live the most full human life and enjoy the spoils that come with mm. a human existence. Because yeah. once you are grounded, like I've found, over the, especially the last few days, and I've been doing this grounding exercise that she um, provides in, in the book, and now I just do it, I connect. And it honestly just... I don't, I don't know what it's amazing the power of it even just imagining a cord an elect a cord coming like from you the light of you going down to the core of the earth and just plugging into the like energy in the energy source like what you would do with an appliance yeah. to charge it to ground it so that it works yeah yeah and i love that because i now have that in my head and because i need a visual that's an awesome visual I like and that visual. now that i have that visual in my head I now know exactly what I need to do. I just imagine myself plugging into the core, you know, whatever it is, just plugging in. <laughs> and it's awesome because I, I don't know, I don't, I don't know what it, it's amazing how it just, just freaking works. And I'm just centered or I'm more aware, more conscious of what's going on. I'm listening. I'm more intent. Like I'm intently listening. Yeah. Um, and things come to me and I'm, I'm listening and separating myself and emotions come up and I like, it's only been two days, but it's, I've, I want change. I want to be grounded. I want to know how to manage this human life. And regardless of what emotion comes my way, whatever external situation happens, I want to be grounded and know exactly what I need to do. So I know what direction to go into. So I know exactly what questions to ask so that I can know I'm like, okay, this is what I need to know, and this is what I need from this situation yeah. in order to move, move to the next one. <laughs> I don't think it's getting over anything; it's getting through something and understanding what it is that's happening. Yeah. I think when we have understanding of the situation that we're in, that's the biggest growth. Because when you understand it, you provide the new benchmark. Yeah. So that's that because now you have an understanding of something, then you kind of it, it gives you. You, you've, you get footing on a new platform. Mm. So where, you know, you were once like sort of 
you know, wading around trying to make sense of what's going on. Floating. Once, yeah, once you can sort of get some sort of understanding about your environment and about your experience and you can start to get some kind of logical flow and draw conclusions and, and tie some things together for yourself and have an understanding of what's going on, then instead of waiting, you, ha- you all of a sudden have a stronger platform to stand on. So you're no longer floundering. You're just standing there. And you're like, okay, now I'm actually in a stronger, more balanced position to, to look around me mm. and to to go okay let's i'm interested in exploring this part what's going on over here and then you can go over there and then again you might find yourself waiting out somewhere deep you know or you'll you'll go up a mountain or something and 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 you'll find yourself floundering just in, in a new a new place yeah. and so once you stop and you assess that situation and you allow it to sort of flow through you like the emotions that yeah. you're experiencing and and what's happening in your context, when you can make a bit of sense of that, then that gives you a new base and then you can continue going higher and higher and higher from a new platform. Mm. Um, I think that's, yeah, like really, really crucial as well. And that's what's (laughs) sort of important. I think even on that though, like I do definitely want to note still that you gotta, I, I feel like you still have to be open to the idea that even if you've solidified something in your head for how you operate or how the world operates, then you still have to be open to the idea that you could be wrong or that there is a different yeah. way or a better way of looking at it yeah. that you just haven't discovered yet. Yeah, yeah, and remaining yeah. humble, humble to just that. Mm. So that, you know, that's... That's part of the process, though. It's not like knowing exactly where you're going, mm. exactly your purpose, because your purpose in your mind at this point in time might look in a specific way, mm. whereas it could mean the, the same thing, but it could actually be different. Yeah. And, yeah, it is being open, but what, what the grounding does is allows you to not just ignorantly just push through these stuff and just be like yep okay emotion gone i'm just got this is where i'm going yeah and that's just that's just how it's going to be that's where i'm going yeah for me it doesn't like i i I don't i like the magic of not knowing i like the unknown which is ironic because that's the one that supposedly scares me the most but (laughs) but I, i think that you do need to be okay with being in that unknown and those the things that might happen or even things that might just surprise you. I also yeah. don't like surprise parties. So But that's that comes, you know, when you when something new comes into your mm. life that you weren't you didn't know that, that was going to happen, you have to adapt to it. Yeah. You, you have to change it and adapt to it. Because if you can predict everything then you can prepare yourself accordingly. And, and you never have boring. to do anything. I feel like it just gets boring if you know exactly what's gonna happen. Yeah. I, I get bored very easily. I didn't realize that I get bored very easily. <laughs> Even around the house, like I had to change the, the room because the room around, because I was like, I don't want to sit here anymore. Yeah. It's got stagnant. And I mean, we can't really move everything around the whole house, but as long as there's some sort of change, it it actually, I was like, oh, now I feel better for some reason. <laughs> you know, it's, there's a bit of a, a shift or a bit of a shake yeah. happening. Yeah. You just change your environment that yeah, little bit. And it's just bit. even changing your physical environment like that yeah. can just help refresh your mental It's just another way to do it. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. Um, mm. it's, oh, it's all so interesting. I just wanted to say, uh, just quickly, because I know there's definitely people in my life that are set in their ways. Mm. And it's really, it's difficult because when you start, I know when I come along and start asking questions or, or provoking sort of ideas that are either contrary to what they think or maybe just goes a bit deeper on what they think to the yeah. foundation of where they're coming from, do get really uncomfortable. And it's something that I have to be like, okay, I, I need to be able to know when to back away from that because mm-hmm. I can get really passionate because I know the importance for me of doing that. So when I'm trying to do that with somebody else and I, I need to become better at recognizing and acknowledging that that's what's happening and I need to let them be mm. and just and just be okay with the fact that it might be a seed or it just might not be needed. They might not want it. 
But I, I do just even think on that, you know, people, when you when talk about the platform thing and building up platforms and platforms, when you get an idea of how something works and you become okay with that, then you move on to the next thing. And then you in moving on to the next thing, you solidify and accept the conclusion that you've already drawn and go, okay, that's that. Now, how can I make sense of this? Okay, that's that. Now, how can I move on? Sure. And what you do is you you solidify then your ideas or your the concepts that you hold on to about how your world works and how everything functions. And then so when... I come along and start to ask questions or poke holes or to, you know, apply my experience and my point of view to that logic that they've used. It's very uncomfortable because it starts to completely undermine, you know, what they've built themselves on. Because I think that there's potentially, if we just strip ourselves bare to just the fundamentals of where organisms on this planet trying to survive, we're fighting for survival and to reproduce and, you know, regenerate and be here for as long as we can then you know if if you if you've gotten to a certain point or to a certain age then you must have done something right you must the way that you've lived your life or the way that you've philosophized about how things work if you've even mm. done any of that whatever that must be the way that it is because it's gotten you this far and so why change why change something if, if it it's works. not broken if yeah. it works exactly so you know if you have this idea of this is exactly all, this is all I need to do to get by. I don't need to think anything deeper. I don't need to think anything else because it's worked for me exactly. up to this point because I'm not dead. Yeah. So I must have done something right. And then so when something comes along that, you know, or someone says something that kind of tr- challenges you to think a bit deeper, it's you get really uncomfortable. It's like, I don't need to. Mm. I don't need to think deeper about this. And I know there's definitely people, I've had these sort of conversations with individuals in my life and that's sort of the way that they look at it. I don't need to think deeper mm-hmm. because I've already figured out what I need to figure out to get by. Does that bother you? Uh, <laughs> Initially. <laughs> yeah, it does bother me. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, it's it's something that I have to work with. Mm-hmm. I have an enthusiasm and a passion for this sort of stuff. And that's why I think it bothers me because it, it triggers that passion. But again, like part of that is I also understand that I don't have it right. And I'm also 25 I'm also very young. I've got a lot of life left to live and a lot of these things left to learn. And who's to say that by the time I'm 15 years older, I won't be in the exact same place. Yeah. Maybe it's just because I'm young and I have this kind of enthusiasm. Maybe that'll that'll peter out by the time I'm that age. It's yeah. exciting to be a part of, um, I must say. So, yeah, I, I, I can... <laughs> it, it bothers me if I let it, but if I can be humble and conscious enough of what's going on then I can go no it's okay because I don't you know what they're doing is right for them Mm. and what I'm doing is right for me and so it's just being aware that there's just a couple of different points of view and so I I just wanted to to put that in there especially in light of the conversation we had I I love it it's fascinating and I am really passionate about it yeah and I'm really super glad that you got to have that experience because I feel like maybe you can relate to me a little bit better (laughs) (laughs) I've always related to you i think (laughs) but the thing is i always knew that i had to ask these questions Mm. even before you like i knew there was something that i had to sit down but again i just didn't know how to it wasn't time yet and i knew that i wasn't ready to face what i was if i had tried a year ago when you were doing your writing your book and when you were in that space i i don't know how i would have taken it one, because it was the start of 2020 and a lot of uncertainty, not knowing that 2021 was even an option for anyone. So 
I think that it was safer for me to experience 2020 without having those questions because it was hard enough. Yeah. But now that I've I, I've pushed through, and it doesn't it doesn't mean that I used my 2020 as a um, as kind of a like just to buy me time. I still really worked on myself. I still tried to make things happen. I still tried to push through that creative barrier, and I did things and I tried, and it was good because it just made me. It, it made me, it solidified that, you know what, there actually is something here that mm. you need to work on, that you need to deal with. Because I wanted, I wanted this so badly. It was something that I knew that was my future. That was a big part of my future. And I needed to, I, I needed to know that, like, to a, a particular, on a particular level. I you had to just you had to go through you just had to experience I just had to experience yeah. it. And especially because like the, the block that the block that you kept coming, that's what helped you go back yeah. and realise and that was sort of the source of this awakening for you. Yeah. And you needed to experience all the like all the creative adventures you tried to go on and and then hit that block. Yeah. You needed to get Every those blocks. Because now, because when you look back on it now, you go, oh, I had all those blocks. Yeah. Because you, you had the experience, you had to experience those blocks in 2020 so that you could have the realization now that yeah. there were all those blocks yeah. so that you could then use that as the... And see it for what it was. Yeah. So I wasn't actually going crazy. It was actually a thing that was happening because I was so excited. I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm getting more and more excited. I'm getting further and further like into the curiosity, into the inspiration. And it's like I was pushing the sign just further, but it wasn't, I was actually, I wasn't actually moving the sign. Yeah. You were just keeping it, just you're keeping it in front it, yeah. of you going forward. Yeah. I was just like holding it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, I'm doing it. I'm doing it. Whereas I'm on a treadmill and it's actually not going to So true. I love it. Oh, that was a really big realization just before. Yeah. 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 Epic. I have to. We'll talk a little bit more about that off, off the podcast. Yeah. yeah. Well, thank you so much for sitting down and spending this time. That was a really enjoyable conversation. It was. Thank you. Thank you, my love. Thanks for sharing your time with us. We hope you enjoyed the episode. If you have any thoughts regarding the conversation today or just want to get in touch and share your experience, we would love to hear from you. You can find us on Instagram at Logan and Yuja or send us an email at Logan and Yuja at gmail.com. Thank you for listening and until next time with infinite love.